man, I can't believe I'm going to wear jeans for the show today and not shorts. I love shorts, but it's so cold up here. I need, I need the jeans. This goddamn belt is not going to hold these up. Is this going to work? I don't know. got to find a belt that works. Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas, so this should work. Damn it. Come on. <sighs> well, we'll keep these pants up. Dude, what's this? I hear you complaining, hem and hawing about pants and a belt. You, you, you can't figure out pants? Well, I was having trouble with belts, man. I just couldn't find one that would keep my pants up. With belts? Well, did you find a belt? Yeah, I got one now. Screw you, dude. I'm not doing it. Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 34. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my cousin, Jason the Peach. We've got a fantastic show, number 34. We're in the 34th year of the franchise, so it better be freaking good. We're going to check in with each other for the Chuma Are You OKK social-emotional check-in. Then we'll scour the interwebs for your hilarious posts about our beloved franchise. Peach will run down recent games in What I Learned. We'll play a little fill-in-the-blank, been a while, and... We have our Court Cousins Championship. You better not go anywhere because the large ending is coming at the end. Relax. Before any of that, shout out to all of our second cousins and all-stars on the Patreon. Raphael Perez, Ben Redhead, sorry about that. Wally Akbar, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damian, Yachty Connor, and the Polish Wonder. It's time! Yeah, it's a UFC thing. Okay, all right. It's time. Let's the do it. The other buffer. Are we about to fucking go He didn't, at it, he didn't get let's get ready to rumble, but his other brother does that. It's time. And then he does this whole other roll for the UFC thing. I feel like let's get ready to You've rumble is way better than it's time. Like that is that the kind of the, the redheaded stepchild? If well, you he's will? got a whole thing that goes on from there. But I'm not gonna do okay, that. okay. It's all just right. a shame. It's not. A, it's not a, well, shout out to those Patreons. Thank you so much for financially supporting the pod. Uh, if you can, meander on over there. We have some goals. We've got a lot of extra content. The outtakes are freaking hilarious. We're going to make some of the old ones maybe public so you get a little taste of what's going on over there on the Patreon. If you want to see Peach stuck in a coat, you're going to have to pony up the five bucks. Yeah, if you enjoy the finished product of the show, oh. <laughs> man, are you going to laugh at the things that we don't show you? <laughs> So, as always, on our Patreon, we do every month a jersey giveaway, and this month's winner is none other than Pisha's buddy, Dan Young. Oh, the 414, Milwaukee checking in after their big win over the Magic the other day, and uh, yeah, so well, jersey we, will go his way. I'm not sure if he's going to want a Bucks or a Magic. We'll have to check in. Maybe we've you know indoctrinated him enough through the show. That he's going to go with a magic He's jersey. the kind of guy that would definitely rock like a Shaq jersey okay. or a Penny jersey. We'll or, take it. We'll or somebody legendary. It. And I'm, he probably already has a ton of Bucks jerseys. So we'll see. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. We'll and, and as always, every episode this season so far, we've been giving away prize packs. Last episode, the prize pack had a sweatshirt, 34 cards curated by none other than Peach, and some stickers. And that winner was Luke Wild. Congratulations, sir. Well done, Luke. This cardboard box with a label on it will be headed to you with all those juicy goodies inside. Yeah, so we'll reach out for your information. And if you'd like to win this episode's giveaway, what do we got, Peach? 
Well, we've got a hat that you caught. Yes, I did. At an Orlando Magic game, the parachutes when they're dropping stuff from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And this is just not your type of hat. It's kind not of like my, a dad hat. Yeah, You're not, not even not a big vibe. hat guy. I'm not a hat guy. I got so many, yeah. But uh, this bad boy, as well as the 34 cards and some mm-hmm. other goods in yeah. there as well. Yeah. So all you got to do to have a chance to win that hat and the curated cards is just subscribe to this station. Mm -hmm. We call it that here now. And comment on this video. That's all. That's all you got to do. A lot of other places will tell you to hit the bell for notifications. You know. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. Whatever. We're we're giving you choices here. We're giving you options. Yeah. If you've already subscribed, I don't want to bug you to do more stuff. (laughs) Do you, man? Thanks a lot, ladies and gentlemen. It really helps. We're on the way to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube where... We'll start making like two cents per view, and you'll have to click through those ads after five seconds, so help us get there. Mm. So now, as we do every single show, we care about how each other's doing. Social-emotional check-ins are important. Checking with your people. We do it a little different here. We do it on a scale of a Chuma Are You OKK check-in. So how you doing, Peach, for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in? I'd like for you to go. Okay. It will factor into mine after, so go ahead. All right, thank you very much. Uh, my Chuma here, he's got a thermometer. He's got a hot or cold press on his head there, mm. and there's a, a no nurse to take care of him. And that is because, Peach, I had to go to the dermatologist, to the doctor. I had a bacterial infection in my big toe. If you like foot play, go over the YouTube or seeing my, my on, footsies man. there. Yeah, I know. socks up here? I, hey, man, I'm trying to you know get those subscribers up. I had one in one big toe, and I'm hobbling around. That one started to get better. Then it came into the other toe, and it, it was in both, and I'm just uh, I'm, I'm decrepit over here. I'm falling apart. So I was kind of off off my feet for the last couple of weeks. Haven't really been able to get physical, any any activities. And then my nurse, my lady, she's in Arizona for for ten days. So I got I got no one to look after me, Peach. What am I gonna do? I guess I'm chopped liver up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, but I don't want to rub on ointments on your feet unless I exactly, guess, dude. Yeah. You got to get in between the crevices too, the crevasse in the toe, the big toe, dude. Part of it was you have to suck on each toe, and I didn't think you'd be into it. Thanks. I that was that was doctor approved. That's what the Good doctor call. said, you know. Okay. So I said, "There's only one lady who has my heart that will suck on these toes." <laughs> <laughs> So I'm getting better. It's nothing serious. Just a little joke. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the mend and and back here just hobbling up to the studio to mm. do the pod. I didn't notice that you were hobbling at all. Though. Oh, just... yeah, man. Well, that's because I've been on the couch. Right. So much. I am watching Peaky life. Blinders, though, again. Sick show. Mm. Love it. All right. How are you doing, Peach, for the Chuma RDOKK check-in? Well, uh, this uh, selection that I've yeah. Picked is actually not a picture of Chumo Kiki. It's of uh, this Dylan Winder character. As you can see, the, he's making a pass by Chumo Kiki, and this is part of the the whole sentiment here is why I let you go first. Is I feel okay. like a lot of things are passing me by. Mm. Um, you know, you're getting to the getting to that. I'm getting to that age where like a lot of stuff just passed me by. Kind of mm. looking back and being like, man, stuff was good back then, or at least there was hope of things being good, and like. Whenever December hits, that's when like the seasonal depression really gets in there, and it kind of ruins my holiday. It gets stuck in the background, as you can see here, uh, on ice, if you will, because I've put it in an ice rink where things mm-hmm. at work for me are very chaotic, and I'm not enjoying it at all. It's something I've done for years, 21 years, and I just don't really enjoy it anymore. So it kind of goes into like the holiday, and just I kind of mm. want December to be over with. Yeah. But I really like Christmas, and I like the holiday, but yeah. I can't really enjoy it. 
I'm it's sorry, tough for dude. me to enjoy it. You know, it's it's just it's a frustrating time where I'm kind of like already looking forward to the spring and like, mm. oh, we just have three more months of shit. Mm. But it shouldn't be that way. I don't no. think for a lot of people it's that way. But for me, yeah. it totally is. A lot of it is is temperature base, mm-hmm. but it's also just like it's a busy time of year for me and what I do. And Christmas gets lost in the shuffle and stuff kind of passes me by. And the next thing you know, it'll be like mid-January and I'll be like, oh, I could have gone for some Christmas, but it's it's over now. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from, the struggles in this time. I think I've talked about that on a previous pod. And definitely the way that I'm interpreting it is those like comparisons that creep into my head or the expectations I have about myself. And I just want to say to you, man, you're one of the kindest dudes that I've ever met in my entire life, not just because you're my cousin. Mm-hmm. You're extremely creative, man. You're fucking hilarious. You're you're the funniest person that I know. Mm. The sharpest wit. He doesn't just... know a lot of people. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. And so I, whatever you're, you know, looking back, those expectations – I mean, I'm just happy that you're here, that you're my cousin, that you're in my life. So, Well, yeah, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And just to close on that, one of the only times where I feel like I am truly electrifying or at all like my normal self right now is whenever we turn these cameras on and do something for this. Yeah. So I'm grateful to have this, and I'm grateful that all you guys are out there listening, commenting, saying that you enjoy the show. It is a bright spot for me that I desperately need in these dark times where it the sun is gone at four o'clock. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. Um, well, I'm glad that we're getting this creative outlet, Peach. Thank you, people, as always, for being there and, and check in with each other. See how each other's doing. It's great just to just to be an ear for someone. So it, it can make a huge difference. And thank you for your vulnerability, Peach. I appreciate that, man. Love you. I know. I know you were looking for one of those. Yeah. You're, you're tired of me just talking about the Orlando Magic and the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to talk some more? I'm ready to talk more. All right. Now, Peach is going to give us a rundown of what he learned in the past stretch of games. So, Peach, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, I'm going to go with a little bit different format here because we've been doing some wrap-ups. We did wrap-ups on at least three of the games. Check those out on YouTube yeah. if you didn't. And uh, those are get a little more in-depth on each game and what we saw and what we learned. So, instead of going game by game over this last period of games, which is not at all pleasing. Um, <laughs> I figured I'd just go with kind of overall what I learned and get some of your takes on this stuff as well. These are the the, the okay. things that have kind of come up that I think the community is already talking about and just kind of like in general. Um, I, first off, Wendell Carter is apparently the glue that holds us all together because we just can't really seem to do much without him. We need more inside play. And without him in there rebounding, despite all this length and insanity that we had for big men, no one else seems super interested in rebounding the ball. Doing any big man shit. Right. And we need someone to do it. And we've discussed at length, like, it'd be nice to have, like, even a backup big that could come in, you know, hey, Rolo stepped into that role right. last year yep. and filled those gaps when yep. we needed it. And it's hard to really put a price on that until that person's gone. But, man, how valuable is Wendell Carter to this team? They just do not look the same since he is out. Mm-hmm. And look, I've had plantar fasciitis my entire life. It's Ooh. painful, but it doesn't get worse. So like, yeah, right. I need to find a, you know, I know there's lots of stretches and stuff you can do that I do and they should be able to find a way to get him back on the court if they want to. But this leads into that whole, do they really want dum, to dum, Are dum. They being baby with him? Because I don't think that's really ever stopped anyone from playing a playoff game per se. Not that any of these games are that level, mm-hmm. but like, what are we doing here? Just yep. adds questions. Uh, having point guards is cool. 
point guards came back during this one. Yes, wow, what a revelation. Cole and Fultz back. Uh, but I felt like that really affected the games of Paulo and Franz kind of negatively. Mm. They were so used to being ball dominant or right. perhaps bringing the ball up, and now they had to find this new role in this new spot. And they haven't quite found it yet, but they will. Right. Um, so that's where I, you know, I've got my first sign out there to let you all know to continue to relax. Oh, that's a classic. We know that one. Yeah, sign okay. classic. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's always going to be one of those things that you have to adjust when players come back into the fold. And that's part of the problem with us not having the full squad around is – we can't see if these guys are going to gel at some point because they're not all out there together. There's always one or two of them are out. Right now, Gary Harris, Chuma, Wendell, Mo Bamba. Like, come on. We need more regularity in our lineup Yes. so that these guys can get a vibe. You can see when any time there's actually a vibe where, like, three or four guys are playing together regularly, they start getting it going. But when they don't get that regularity, it starts falling apart. And so this – little nagging injury stuff, and some guys can somehow play through some, like Suggs and Franz, and then yeah. other guys go on the shelf for things that maybe they shouldn't. So um, it, there's a lot of question marks coming out of there, which is – I'm not going to whip out that sign. Okay. I'm not going to whip out that sign. Oh, you, you've adjusted. Well, listen, if you're going to have a relaxed sign, yeah. you need to have this one just in case. The pa- this is the panic sign. Oh, wow. Some people have a button. I like to go with a sign. Okay. <laughs> I haven't found any reason to panic yet. But I just want you to know I have the sign ready. It's ready. In case. Okay, good. <laughs> because break, there are some things that give me break, break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, our defense is offensive, as we just mentioned, with Gary and Chuma out. Um, those are two and guys Jaylen, that, yeah. that can really lock people down as well mm-hmm. as Jalen. Uh, giving up like 60 points in the first half is, is is aggressive. Yuck. And now is the point where I've got to turn my questions to Moe's and what's going on here. No halftime adjustments seem to really be made by Moe's. We lose a lot of third quarters. We've talked about it on this program. Mm-hmm. It seems like we don't adjust. The other team makes an adjustment, and then we can't really adjust until the fourth, and it's too late. You know, we need to start making seeing some adjustments made earlier. Um, the lack of the workouts and practice that you hear about, I don't get it, man. It's confusing. Yeah, for a team that's not shooting the ball very well and not gelling together because they're not getting time together. And are young? Yeah, why aren't they out there practicing it up? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what they really need to do is be practicing extra with a shooting coach or bring in an offensive specialist to show these guys how to get easier buckets. They're capable. I really believe in this roster, but I'm not believing in what's being given to them to go out and do. Okay. I'm not in love with the play calls I see and the choices I see made on offense with the unit that we have. Okay. I just feel like they could be so better used. if I had a little bit of a scale happening, the coach side is definitely getting more of the weight from you right now. It, it, it is. Okay. It is getting more of the weight from me because I think, in in essence, and we talked about it in a lot of the wrap-ups, so I won't go into it, but um, I was disgusted with one of the games that we yeah, watched. Yeah, you used that word like seven times, the that one effort recap. that our team is giving is not there all the time. Mm-hmm. And that – the coaches need to hold them accountable. Yeah, They need wrong. to be wondering why those guys aren't going hard. Look, I've, I've played in a lot of lopsided games in all sports, mm-hmm. right? The other team's kicking your ass. Not going to stop me from trying hard. Mm-hmm. I may even try harder. You know what I mean? And I don't see that effort. There's another great quality about you. But I don't see that effort from them. And I need to. Because if you want me to wear these jerseys of you and rep this team proudly, you better be trying your ass off. Last year, I wore it when we won 22 games. Wore my stuff all the time. Always will. Fan of the magic. But I was a little embarrassed at the way I've seen this team play a couple times in this span. To the point where I'm like, what are we doing this for? 
Well, it, it's been tough to watch that on the court, but the, the thing on the court, I'm really excited to hear your take on Peach. Mm-hmm. Where are we at with the dancers challenge? Where, where's the hierarchy right now? Well, we had three games on the road in this yeah. stint. Uh, the Pacers dance team is our current champion. The Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. squad mm-hmm. brought it. That was a that was a battle, but not enough. Not an. I would say that they may have won this match by disqualification, but the title can't change hands on a disqualification. <laughs> so the Pacers chant. The Pacers lady, uh, dance team is still in the lead. Cleveland's, as we know, non-existent, <laughs> and Toronto's was also pretty good. I'm a big okay. Canada fan, but not yes. a big Toronto fan. So mm. I'm a little torn whenever they play up there. But uh, the Pacers squad still has a solid hold on this on the on the dance team title okay that's that <laughs> so i know people are those tracking are those hot, yeah those are the hot <laughs> takes you can adjust your meters at home ladies and gentlemen and now it's time to get some feedback from you to get some ideas from you in the social media roundup where we scour the interwebs looking for your tweets twats and posts about our beloved squad maybe they're interesting maybe they're just downright hilarious peach yep so you pick this first one mm-hmm it's it's uh it's a sketchy looking van. I picked this one for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, you because I know you don't want to talk about injuries, but this is funny. Yeah. And I want to know. You want Are me you, to get in the Rafe van? You getting in? <laughs> into a van. They got injury free magic. All you gotta do a, is get in the van. It's a windowless a windowless van that says injury free on the side of it with a magic logo. Am I gonna get in? I've gotten in vans for less, let me tell you that. <laughs> let me tell you that. Yeah, there's probably at least candy in there. I'll tell you about my favorite van. I had this amazing first time I got them through Uber when I was living in Boston. And anytime we'd go over to the garden, we well, we got in this car and the guy had, oh, hey, dude, I got a, a, a cooler beers there. If you, yeah, you want to smoke, go for it right ahead. Hey, just take my number. Just screw Uber. Just hit me up. So we had, that was the best van ever. He had oh, windows. He okay. had windows. But sometimes I felt a little All sketchy. Right. Like if he takes a turn i might be going somewhere yeah i was gonna say if it's a little weird that he gave you the personal number and it's not tracked by uber now you're on your own yeah exactly <laughs> don't do exactly. that we, 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 know, we went off grid but it was well worth it that's my van story i don't know you have any good van stories put them in the comments i think i think most magic vans are getting in the van um most of us are able-bodied enough to be able to handle ourselves if there is something bad in the van but at least then the magic would be injury free so i'd take a few lumps for it so okay <laughs> oh is that I, I, what are you not I don't a know, player i don't know if i'd be able to get in the van with his toe but um yeah, oh, they so might tell you to get out that's your question so am i am i am i willing to risk what's in that van for an injury-free orlando how's that not season? part of the original question I, I didn't really understand the question honestly but i don't know man yeah okay i didn't know butt play was involved i'm into it but i didn't say you know, it was you don't know what's in there but it could be <laughs> <laughs> everything's on the table <laughs> Right, assuming there's a table in the back of the van, I guess. <laughs> or on the couch or on the, the mattress. Who knows what's in there? Don't bring a black light. <laughs> it's gonna get weird. It's gonna be weird in there. All right. That's what you get here on Court Cousins. Wholesome content for the family. <laughs> Hope you've got kids in the car. Yeah, I was gonna say, kids, don't jump into random vans. <laughs> I can't believe I have to make these two disclaimers <laughs> on things not not to do. Okay, before we lose our whole uh, demographic, everyone, let's mm. get it back some wholesome content, Pete. Wholesome content. Okay. This next one is a photograph. I don't know where it's from. There's no post. It's just the a Orlando Magic put this photo photo up. Okay, and it's uh, it's our beloved stuff, and he's hanging out there, and he's on the top of a very precarious looking ladder piece. Mm. I'm I'm adverse to ladders, 
And on it, he has a banner that says, maybe if you've been going to games, you've seen this stunt. Magic fans, I'm standing on the huge ladder, and I'm a little nervous, so I need you to make some noise. Yeah, I, I like that instead of it just being a make some noise or a Lando magic banner, that there's He's, a little bit of a, oh, wait, what's he got there? And then you read it, and you're like, all right, all right. And then Props. You make, and you're like, all right, yeah, yeah I'll do that. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. If, if you can't make noise for somebody standing on top of a ladder in a mascot suit asking to make noise, I, I, don't, I, I can't hang with you. Yeah, but I don't, like, is this it? Like, he just, I mean... He's done way crazier shit than this. I don't know. Will oh, this really I, get people hyped? I think you're. Well, this is this originally. I think was a video. Okay. And he drops that banner and then does a backflip off the ladder through that hoop. So, yeah, okay. The degree right. of difficulty makes, was raised. Okay, on that this makes one. Yeah. it make more sense. I was kind of confused when I saw this in the social media around him. I'm like, this is nice, Peach, but this why is weird mean, that he's not on par with the other mascots as far as pay. Right. As we talked about on a previous episode. Well, don't get him going about that, man. Yeah. Well, he he's trying to up about it he's, trying to he's trying to show that he, he earns that money. Okay. So someone should pay stuff. That's well, Peach, I'm just going to abdicate the floor to you for this next one here. All right. Look, there's only a couple times a year where Corey and I... Uh, butt heads. Uh, butt heads. And she just doesn't look attractive whenever she roots for the, the Boston Patriots, as I like to call them. She was covering the uh, Pats-Bills game the other night. This is from her story where she was talking about being there. She is a Patriots fan. I believe her family is from somewhere in that region or something like that. But, mm, uh, I don't know. Hey. Oh. How'd that one end up? What do you got? <laughs> oh. You some know. marital dispute between you and Corey, huh? Well, you know, I think it could make for a lively uh, a lively debate. Okay. Uh, I I lived in Boston for several years. I've dated many girls who like opposing teams mm-hmm. and Boston teams in particular. So I'm very familiar, well versed. Yeah. Totally fine to watch you wear the tiny Elvis on things and be like, okay, that's a choice, but all right. <laughs> You're uh, talking about the logo. The Pat's logo you call is a tiny Elvis. Yeah, it looks like tiny Elvis. He's got like a little mutton chop. And I mean, they had that great one, which they wore in this game where the old guy, flaking, you know, yeah. not to take us down a football tangent, but that yeah. was those are some of the best unis ever. The Pats stunk when they wore them. Okay. Sort of like they stunk the other night when they lost the Bills. Let's get on some magic content. <laughs> Let's get on some magic content. Until you and Corey are in a relationship and having a, a marital dispute. Yes, more wholesome content. We've got Fultz giving. Here is Markel Fultz doing his annual Thanksgiving where he's giving out food, turkeys to the community, just being a guy in the community. There were other players. I know Admiral Schofield volunteered at a local soup kitchen actually serving meals on mm. Thanksgiving to folks. I think Caleb Houston, Paulo, maybe a, and a couple other guys recently went and were buying gifts for Christmas. I mean, yeah, we really we really do we, we really do have as horrible as the product has been on the court lately, mm. just the past eight games, although the Bucks game notwithstanding, that was nice. The, this is a good group of young men. Yeah. High character guys. I'm gonna talk some shit about John Wel- uh, Jeff Weltman later. But right now, I will say that he and John Hammond do a fantastic job of meeting with these young men, getting to understand what their values are, and bringing in guys who are community-based guys, who are drama-free individuals, who are about the work, and about helping others. And I think that's fantastic because sport, we're a bunch of two grown-ass men right here. But we fell in love with this sport when we were children. We fell in love with this team when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And that's who really, that's when you fall in love with sports. And you want guys like this to be role models for the next generation of Magic fans who are coming up right now 
and right. trying to figure out who's my favorite player, yep. learning about him, following him on social media, and sure. seeing what he's all about. And I think you could go up and down this roster, and regardless of who you're following, you're seeing an example of a pretty stellar role model. Agreed. That's a good point, too, because I've always disliked that when I see like a player who's just a bad seed right. and i'll see a kid wearing his jersey and just be like where's your parents <laughs> can you just i mean what come on man i'm not going to name names because there's yeah. no need to throw that shade but well there it's a is. difference there segment. is but not today yeah um and, and it's just it's 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 silly yeah. it's silly so it is nice to know that like regardless of how you feel about their play or any of that kind of stuff these are good good role models off the court which is is very important well said well said all right, on to the next. This is the the season of giving thanks, of giving to others, of being grateful. So we have right here and <laughs> a list of all teams and what these teams are thankful for this season. Yeah. And under us, it says Bull Bull showing out. And right. should I hit it, Peach? The yeah. Bull Patrol. I saw this. I thought it was interesting for a lot of levels. If you want to read all the teams there, go ahead. Um but I, I was more curious as to, is that the thing you're most thankful for? On, on, I don't think they got that right. No. I mean, I think that is a bonus. Yeah, sure. But I think the emergence of Paulo, I think, would have to be the most thankful thing, that they, he was not a bust. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I that that's huge. I don't want to give away too much because we're doing a fill-in-the-blank later that kind of okay. talks about the player that I'm most excited for. I don't – I guess Bowl is, is definitely the most welcome – and surprising thing that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that what I'm grateful for at the end of this year is guys coming back off of injury. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about injury. Imagine ending the season with no one on the IR. Oh. Oh, they should put that. I know that's a lot of text, <laughs> but put that in. Right. Put that in. Right. There's a lot of other things I could have seen going here other than Bull Bull showing out. Yeah. But I think what's happening is that, like, Bull Bull is getting shown in the media because he has at least one highlight every game. Mm -hmm. Even if it only scores two points that game, it, it's it's interesting, and the, people want to see that highlight. And I think people are getting a little caught up in the highlights and not so much in the all-around game. Right. Because, like, in the game against the Bucks, he just didn't match up on the court out there and wasn't out there for the second half. So, like, you see the highlights and occasionally the stats where he's got, like, you know, 18-9 and five assists or something, and you're like, this guy's balling. Right. But it's like... Not always, right? You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like be measured, mm -hmm. and ultimately, you know, no knock on bowl. But I don't no. think that would be in the top three things I'm most thankful for when it comes to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I, I think that we're seeing some of the reasons, perhaps, that Michael Malone held him back there in Denver. The game isn't always consistent. He'll have a game like he had in Brooklyn, where he drops 24 points and at six rebounds, a couple blocks, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this guy is dynamic." And then he comes back the next night and has six points against the Hawks, just because he didn't have the defensive wherewithal to stay with John Collins or mm -hmm. or guys like that. So, and right. he can't bang with Clint Capella down low. So there's definitely some some blemishes in his game, but no one's perfect. And I think. The scoring punch that he can bring on certain nights. Love it. And when he can match up, especially against kind of some smaller guys, some undersized bigs, mm -hmm. he can be dynamic. Yeah. And, and if he locks down the defense a little bit, he's a great help side defender coming with those blocks. But right. if he can be a little bit better of an on-ball defender and more of a night-to-night -night guy, that is something to be grateful for. I mean, I'm a leader of the Bull Patrol, so I'm not yeah. trying to throw shade. I'm no, just saying not. there's things I'd be more thankful of. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Now – 
something that we can all be thankful for, maybe, hopefully, is the return of Jonathan Isaac. Hmm. And this tweet is from Kobe Price. Jonathan Isaac update with the sirens there. Whoa, I know that's Bull Patrol. He says the next step, Magic uh, send Jonathan Isaac to the G League affiliate in Lakeland. And there's an article from the Orlando Sentinel and Kobe Price on that. <laughs> and so now the next step here, we've, we've heard from Jonathan Isaac. He played a quarter of live five-on-five basketball with other actual basketball players for the first time in nearly three years. Wow. And now, you know, we have on the horizon the potential of – Jonathan Isaac by Christmas. But Peach, Peach, uh, Peach, well, God is warning us here. Is it really going to be a third season in a row without a Jonathan Isaac return before Christmas? It could be. It could be, ladies and gentlemen. And this meme is hilarious. I hope you've seen it. If not, now you have. And I'm sure you're glad of it. There's a four-panel meme. It's a little kid on Santa's lap. And she says, for, for Christmas, I, I, want, I want a dragon, Santa. And and Santa says, "Come on, oh, be realistic. I, you know, I'm only just Santa." Okay. Um, how about Jonathan Isaac to play this year? And then Santa says, "Uh, what color do you want your dragon?" Yeah, she says red, but she should have said green. Am I right, stuff? <laughs> um, great meme, love it. Still unsure about this guy. Yeah, it's tough for me to really even comment. I mean, yeah, it's so hypothetical that he could be. As good as All Star or as bad as worse than Mo Bamba, you know. Like I really don't know where to put a ceiling on a guy I haven't watched play in yeah. years. Yeah, it, it's I'm trying to measure my expectations. I don't, you know, the player that we had before this was a player that I was extremely excited about to have in the future of the Orlando Magic, a defensive player of the year candidate who was extending his shooting range, was showing some amazing stuff off the dribble and on the break as well, really expanding his offensive game along with that defensive player of the year capability. Mm. So, you know, that player is an immediate game changer for this team. Immediate, because we've been lacking that muscle down low, that body down low, that rebounding presence mm-hmm. he can help Wendell down low well if, if you've ever run player. a simulation on 2k yeah he wins defensive player of the year at least once if you're if you're doing multiple seasons I'm sure you guys have seen it yeah so I guess that's the ceiling that they think that he could have but who knows we'll see what do you think ladies and gentlemen what what kind of Jonathan Isaac are we gonna get back when are we gonna get him back what do you think put your ideas in the comments we'd love to hear it I would love him to change his number still. Yeah. That is definitely a sticking point for Peach. Yeah, it is. I don't <laughs> it's a lot you take it takes a lot of balls to wear that one. It's tough. We've had a two guys we've grades. had that wear it that you yeah. know, it shouldn't really be an option, but someone That's on us. You're right. That's on someone us. Someone has let that slip through the cracks and yeah. it is an option, so he's taking it. Like Thanks, as always, for your posts on social media. Make our job easier at court underscore cousins on Twitter and Instagram. Send it our way, and it'll get featured on the show, perhaps. Um, yeah, and make sure you're following us out there on those socials. This sounds like you're. we're done with social media roundup. We are. Okay. Didn't know that. <laughs> seemed, like, seemed like we had more. <laughs> What's up, Second Cousins? Very excited to announce Court Cousins Night 
Thursday, February 23rd, Peach and I will be going down to Orlando. What? Yes, to watch our Orlando Magic take on the Pistons. It's going to be great, Peach. It's called Court Cousins Night? Court Cousins Night. Wow. Yeah. We've got club-level seats. We're doing some giveaways, maybe even potentially some some signed stuff. And Get then out of here. And then after, it gets better. All right. After the game, we're going down on the court. We're cutting down the net, and we all get to take a little piece. What? Like we did last time. Exactly, man. Wait on. I've got my little piece of net right here. Wow. This Just, is from that game when uh, the Bulls and the, yeah, it was a whole and thing. And we won. Wow. And you know we got to win again this time. <sighs> I had no idea about this. What yeah. else should I know? Where do well, I, how do I get in? Vivo.me backslash court cousins. That's where the tickets are. Get them now, ladies and gentlemen, Mm. so that we can get, make sure everyone's together. Yeah. And and just uh, see you down there. I'm blown away. This is going to be fun. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 34. You will not really notice a difference, but in fact, about 24 hours has passed for Peach and I. And 24 degrees cooler. (laughs) It is chilly, but we're now post- Clippers win, so if you notice yes. a, a difference in our affect, if we're a little bit more right. sunshiny, right. that's why. I did put the jeans back on for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it's going to get weird when Peach is jeaned up. Yeah. You see a Canadian tuxedo come out, and you run. You run for the hills. <laughs> All right, we're now going in, ladies and gentlemen, to fill in the blank, an oldie but a goodie. And it is what it sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. We will put forward a query, but there will be a blank, and we must fill in the blank. Mm. Peach? Yes. I present this first one to you. All right. RJ Hampton's lack of playing time has been blank. I'm going to use the word mysterious. Mm. Um, There's no good reason. I feel like we've talked about it. Not even so sure. I feel like we've talked about it maybe earlier this show. Yeah. I feel like it comes up everywhere I go. It's all in a daze now. <clears throat> and I think this might be the thing that the magic community agrees on the most right after the fact that we should go back to the original jerseys. <laughs> right? Yes, like that's yes. we're all, no matter yeah. what you think, yeah. no matter no matter what side of the coin you're on in any of these magic topics, yeah. we all agree with that, right? But mm-hmm. I think we all also are confused. Yes. And and find this to be mysterious. Something's got to be up here because what we see, what you look what the stats say, which I'm sure you'll give us in a minute. Oh yeah. There's no reason for him to not be playing, and especially in that time frame when we did not have Mark L. Fultz and Cole Anthony. When he wasn't seeing big minutes during their outages, that told you something is up. I don't know what it is. I will patiently wait until we get confirmation but something is up somebody he peed in someone's cheerios definitely something's up Mm -hmm. what word are you putting in this blank rj's lack of playing time lately has been befuddling yes much like your mysteriousness Mm -hmm. i mean there are times of course when rj has left us exasperated left us confounded left us confused i mean we go back just to the summer league. He looked horrible. And, you know, as a sophomore, you're expecting him to go out and kind of dominate, and he did mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. So his stock was kind of low coming into the season. But, wow, did he turn around preseason? He was one of our best players. He's been giving us consistent minutes. His points for scoring attempts have gone up. I'm going to do a couple stats here that just – this is why I'm so befuddled. 
From last year to this year, his points per scoring attempt have gone up significantly from 96 to 114. That's the 19th percentile to the 61st percentile in the NBA. What even is that stat? (laughs) His effective field goal percentage is up from 45.7 to 52.6, so he's shooting better, and he's getting to the line more, Mm. finishing better at his and ones. It's, It's extremely confusing, and yes, I could understand maybe if this was always kind of a fringe player, maybe a, a more veteran guy, even a guy that's, say, like Kevon Harris's age, a guy that's in his even his mid-20s, right? I could mm-hmm. say, okay, maybe they, they think this is what he's going to be and they're just not so hot on him. He's going to be a bench guy. But this guy is 21 years old, just under 22 years old. And that's what has, I, I thought that we were all about getting some young guys and seeing what they have. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, there's been ample opportunity to continue to see what R.J. Hampton has and and what he can grow into. Mm-hmm. We're let we're given no answers when Coach Mosley's asked about it. Kobe Price did an interview, um, or yeah, Kobe Price did an interview with R.J. and mentioned Jamal a quote from Jamal Mosley to the to the effect of "We're loving what R.J.'s doing for him. We're just asking him to keep working and stay ready." Cryptic. For what? Yeah, exactly. We had a game where we had 10 guys dressed. Yeah. Like, what What? What? What else are you looking for? Like, look, I love the hustle of Kevon and Admiral. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do. Yes. I love that. I love that they bring that. But you would assume RJ should be getting more minutes than these guys, and he's not. Right. I mean, Isn't this the young He's peaks? been very capable all season, as you're some, even some of those mysterious stats you just spouted. <laughs> Things are up for him almost all the way across the board, except for minutes. Yeah, and I don't know if they've figured out somewhere somebody you know pushed their glasses up their nose like, well, actually, RJ is only effective when he plays ten minutes a game. Yeah. So they were like, all right, that's it, ten minutes, ten minutes for you. But it's to me, it's almost negligent yeah. that he hasn't seen the court more with the way he's been playing. And goddamn, we just needed bodies, mm-hmm. human bodies. Yes, there was one uh, source I can't remember who that actually stated that like. R.J. Hampton, I think it was fantasy. I think it was Yahoo Fantasy. When you'd click on R.J. Hampton, it would say, he's about to see an increased role as the only point guard left on the Orlando Magic squad with Cole and Fultz out. Of course, we all know he's not a point guard. <laughs> yes. But he has served that purpose. Yes. And maybe they were kind of right because right. he should have seen think, the you court, would think, right? Yeah, like, you would think that. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And that's why, Peach, I have to get out. The Kyle's Conspiracy Theory Shades. Right. Because what's going on behind closed doors, ladies and well, gentlemen? Well, it's mysterious is what it is. R.J. Hampton pooped on someone's porch. <laughs> yeah. And he lit that sucker on fire. Yep. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. I say it jokingly, but seriously, it's like the only option that's left. Like, something has transpired behind closed doors. Right. Maybe there's a deal. Where there was a Maybe there's a deal in place to keep sort? his minutes at a low time, and he's looking to get traded at the deadline or something. Maybe it's already in the motion. Maybe. And and it was it's all just more confusing with him leaving his agency as well. Right. I, I, I do not know. And I'm speculating even more. After listening to J.J. Reddick's podcast the other day, he was talking to, oh, uh, Joachim Noah and talking about some you know beef that they'd gotten to at practices and how they'd gotten suspended for games and things like that. Right. And um, that just made me think. You know, JJ Reddick said I got into a cursing match with someone. Doc said, "Yeah, you're not playing next game." And that was kind of it. We just like moved on. I served like a one game informal suspension, and that was it. And this kind of has that vibe of like, th- like you said, there's been a deal. Yeah. 
because of something. Right. And could be. I, I, could be maybe I, I, RJ got into some trouble and they deemed him to be at fault. I hate but I, I hate speculating that way because because well, we ju- we just talked earlier in the show about how all these guys are are good dudes, except you know, I wouldn't I mean they're all it's all open for speculation at this point, right? And you're told nothing from yes. a front office most of the time. So like that's what's gonna happen. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, and ladies and gentlemen, right now in in the comments, put your crazy conspiracy theories and yes. many maybe Kyle will pick it up in Kyle's conspiracy theories. All right. That'll be interesting. I really do want to hear what people <clears throat> people think, so please let us know. Yeah, that would be it would be nice to get a little more insight. All right, the next one. A lot has been made of Coach Jamal Mosley in these last twelve games. Mm-hmm. I think the the Clippers win might be a little respite from that, but still, there's there's been a lot of finger pointing and unsurety. So I present you with this, Peach. Mm-hmm. Blank describes Mosley's coaching job so far. I'm going to go with a 3D art poster. You know what I'm talking about? You remember these things? Yes. There, there'd be like, like some image and it's, it's scramble or whatever. And then you have to oh. like cross your eyes to see it and it would come out. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I use this as an example because I got to tell you, when some people are looking at the job he's done so far, they're like me. I can't see those 3D posters. I've never been able to see any of them. And I don't know what, what they're doing. So like... I think some people look at it and just be like, what is he doing? Who are all these matchups? They don't have the patience <laughs> to stare deep and try to like cross their yeah. and and that that's me. I, I just don't I don't feel that way about Coach Mose myself. Right. But just for the example of the 3D art poster. Mm-hmm. And then other people see it and they're just completely amazed. They can see in there, they can see they can look beyond what they see on the front and see, all right, there's something cooking here. That's a dinosaur. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, I see there's a oh, there's a Saturn up there with the rings. Oh, this is cool. You know, and it's like they they can look and they can see it there, but when the average person looks at this thing, it's not aesthetically pleasing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's regardless jumbled. of whether you're it's jumbled, yeah, it's regardless weird. of whether you're ready to look for the 3D thing or you can't see it or you can't, just looking at it from across the room, it's like, what is that over there? I don't think I don't know. That doesn't look like good art. I don't, maybe <laughs> you know what I mean. This whole ball all that up, and I think that's the way we all feel about Coach Mosley's job. Like, and, and look, we want to see it. I want to yeah. see the 3D. I, it oh, yeah, you're, seems you're like it would be it cool. Your nose, like, you're, you're I've going, tried all oh, the yeah, things. Yeah, like, you got to focus on one spot, but not not focus at the same time. And I just want to be like, fuck you. That's not a thing. <laughs> you're fucking with me. This is nothing. <laughs> right. But I feel like that ideal yeah. is uh, where, the way I think a lot of people are feeling about most. Like, we want to have that patience and see the greater picture. But some people are having trouble with it. Yeah. And even from a distance, it doesn't look hot, but... I think if we could all get to the point where we see that 3D picture, that's obviously what we want. And we all believe that we're going to be able to see it someday. So we're here. <laughs> yes, we are indeed. We both went the metaphor route, Pish. Yeah. Because I have an airport conveyor belt. Oh. Describes Mosley's co- coaching job so far. You know, not for the for the luggage. I'm talking about for the human conveyor belts, you know, in some of the big airports. Oh, okay. When you're walking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the people escalator. Movers. It's the escalator that doesn't go up. They're called people movers. Uh, that's okay. A people mover describes Mosley's coaching job right. so far, because you know you're you're moving, you're going somewhere, but you could also just be walking. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it would probably be about the same. Okay, you know, but you're moving nonetheless, and in a direction that you want. All right, albeit slowly, and hor- and very flat. But if people look at you who are standing still, it looks like you're flying. 
Yeah. Yeah, and maybe, that gets, that <laughs> maybe, maybe the metaphor is falling apart. I didn't try to poke holes in your fucking 3D poster, right? I thought the conveyor belt was for the luggage. So once you said it wasn't, I was like, wait, where is he going with this? <laughs> All right, but basically what I'm trying to say is I think we're just about where we were. You know, I think we're kind mm. of moving along slowly, but I do believe we're moving in a positive direction because I love all of the things that Mosley brings I don't want to say it like this, but outside of the basketball court in terms yeah. of his leadership sure. and the way that he's a humanist leader and he's very people driven. Yeah. And I believe that the players will run through a wall for him. That's why it was a little confusing mm. when we were getting blown out those times because mm. the I lack thought, of effort. Yeah. Right. I thought that he was that type of leader and I was a little worried that maybe he had lost it or the, the vision wasn't coming to fruition and therefore the players were kind of buying out. But, you know, that Clippers wind it Okay, yeah, listen, don't that, get no. No. You're already like, okay, well, everything's fine now. No, oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Okay. That, well. That's just one game. Yes. That we had to go to overtime to win. Right. And the Clippers did not play that well. They shot mm-hmm. the ball poorly, and Kawhi and, and Paul George's minutes were kind of sparse. Yes. They did play quite a bit, but they weren't, I mean, they didn't start overtime. I mean, Okay, all right. Don't let them right. off the hook right. because I of one I won't, thing. I won't. I won't. I, I, won't. I'll come I, back. I feel come like back. the Magic are like on the air. They're on the luggage carousel. It just and they've, they've gone nowhere. around a couple times. But, oh yeah. But they're actually ones that have been sitting there for like an hour because at this point now they're like, okay, that's been going around for an hour. We got to pull it off and try to see if we can find who it belongs to. Right. It's closer to getting back to its person than it was just sitting around going around. Okay. I like what you're doing with my metaphor more than I am. So. Just some statistics to kind of give context to this. When I tried to pull up, you know, I was thinking about this fill in the blank piece, and I said, well, let me compare last year to this year to get a crystallized idea of actually where we are in comparison. And, you know, what I found isn't crazy, which is why I said we're going places, but not that quickly. Our turnover percentage is down slightly, a couple percent. Our points per possession are down a couple points, but we're pretty much... Oh, I'm sorry. That's on defense. My bad. Our points per, per possession on offense is down. So we're scoring less than we did last year with Paula Bancaro. That's troubling. Mm-hmm. We are turning the ball over less. Mm-hmm. We're giving up less points. So our defense hypothetically is better, even though it doesn't always look like that. <laughs> I'm, this is what I'm, I'm, this was the numbers say, Peach. Look at the numbers there. Well, look at I don't the numbers. give a shit about numbers. I know. Well, I, I know you do. But we are scoring more points this year, just barely. Um, we're shooting a little bit better from the field. We're shooting a little. Can you believe this? We're shooting better from beyond the arc than we did last year. I, this is what they say. Who so, are these then? Because I, <laughs> I speculate. This is, M, this is NBA this stats. From? This is NBA stats and cleaning the glass. And so, you know, I, I don't know. Coach Mosley is keeping us on the people mover, but he's not creating that escalator that I was hoping for. Hmm. I'm looking for a vertical escalator, right? not a uh, horizontal people mover. All right. And when you get the number one go. pick, and when we have the amount of talent that we do now, yep. we would hope that we would see more than one win of improvement from last year. Absolutely. I mean, that's great. That's a great point you make. I like that you brought the escalator. Okay, I brought it brought back. Did I bring it back? Okay. And I'll, I'll help you because <laughs> one of the mantras they've been using, right, is level up. Right. So yes. stop running around in a circle down like this. This is horizontal. Just be it's less the same carousel level. and be more you escalator. Know, 
be more uh, roller coaster. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't want a fucking roller coaster. Well, that there's going to be some roller. Too. Yeah, it does go down too, but that's, yeah. that's what we expect. We weren't expecting uh, over 500 season. Okay. You know, yeah. we're expecting 30 wins. Right. You know, an improvement, a marked up, like yeah. coming up, but there's going to be some downs well, on the way. What like, I'll say is he's gotten some more talent, but the roster's been banged up. But what he hasn't done is freaking destroy the thing. He hasn't turned it into a dumpster fire. I think guys understand roles better they did better than they did in say a Jacques Vaughn era where we had some talent. Mm-hmm. I, however, you might feel about the talent on that roster. I like some of those pieces before it all got blown up. Mm-hmm. And what has been said about that roster was there was no communication about roles. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about communication with Jamal Mosley. No. I think he's a supreme communicator, which is why I like him as a coach, especially for a younger team. Now, if we don't see a marked improvement in these numbers, then what are we doing? because we're trying to, as you said, level up. So, you know, I think that he's here all year this year. I want him here all this year, and we'll see how the season ends up, and then it'll be interesting to see, based on where we are with win total at the end of the year, how people feel. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the team. It's him that needs to level up as well. Mm -hmm. This is his second Mm -hmm. year as a coach. Last year you could see there was some coach confusion that, like, there's a little less of that this season. So he's getting better along with the players. Sometimes I do wish we had, like, a veteran coach in there to kind of take these young players and show them the ropes. They're kind of all learning together, which means they have a strong bond and they probably get along well. But I don't think it's making us play as well as we could. I think we could be at a little bit higher of a level right now than we are. But he's going to get into this next season. And if next season starts the same way, now we've got a problem. Okay. But I'm totally fine with people getting time. Yeah. In all sports lately, coaches, they have a short hook. They're getting rid of guys so fast. And it's like, you know, you you have to let a guy get in, let his system get in, let him get some players that are in, and and really make this thing go. So he Mm. needs a few years to kind of get it going. But by year three, that's when you really need to see a change and, like, be more at the 500 mark at this point versus last in the league. Yeah, so let us know, ladies and gentlemen, how are you feeling about Mosley's coaching job? Let us know in the comments. Interested to see what you all think. They're down there. That's why I pointed. <laughs> the comments. All right. Now we're going into a back-to-back piece. We're going to do both sides of the coin on these. Okay. The first one is the player I'm most concerned with is, and before you take him, Chuma Okeke. I'm going. Go ahead. Chuma Okeke, you know, I've been a a Chuma stan at times on this show. I really love what the guy brings. I was extremely excited after his rookie year and going into his sophomore year, what we saw from him. He's still a tenacious defensive stopper, always guarding the best player on the other team. But I think we have some very valid concerns with Chuma. Um, His efficiency has gone down every year since he entered the league. Yes, his efficiency has gotten worse since his rookie year. He started at 51.3%, and now in just 18 games in 22-23, he's 46.3% from the field. Um, His three-point shooting, which Chuma, we think the role for him would be a 3-and-D guy, as as they say. What are the three Ds? What? What does that mean? It I've heard that term said shoot, so much. You but... shoot threes and you're a good defender. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I thought it was I'm for pretty three sure. Ds and like defense was one. I was like, oh. what are the other two Ds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I can't see 3D art. I can't see what the meaning of 3Ds. We better not get Dennis Scott on this show. You'll no. be screwed. <laughs> yeah, I'll be lost. 
Um, but yeah, his three point percentage has gone down since his rookie year. Came in shooting thirty seven percent from in those forty forty um uh, sorry, forty five games. And now in the first eighteen, he shot thirty percent. And the shot I looks can't believe it's weird. That good. The shot looks weird too. It's not Super just weird. it's gotten odder. Like he's just doing the one hand shot. So I'm extremely concerned. We saw more of the off the dribble type of stuff from him in his rookie year. We saw a little bit of that before he went down. But not as much as I thought he might expand that part of his game by year three. A little bit more playmaking, the shot continuing to grow. I mean, if his that if his numbers had gone in the upward direction, this would be a very different player. Even marginal marginal increase each each year, he'd be shooting over forty percent from beyond the arc, shooting you know over sixty percent around sixty percent effective field goal percentage like that would be crazy that would be a dynamic player mm-hmm. and maybe I just set my expectations too high but I'm concerned you did set your expectations too high that, so I'm <laughs> I'm not concerned with Chumo Kiki because okay okay whatever I'm not I'm not concerned with Okeke either thank you because he is who he is and yeah. he doesn't have to be on this team after the season so, wow so like you know. It's just not he doesn't so he can be a, a he can be a deep bench. Like he doesn't really concern me. Like if he was mm. traded at the trade deadline, I'd be like, Well, you know, he played defense. <sighs> he was a great defender. You know, I couldn't sit here and, and not mention how great his defense is because it, it is very good. Yeah. But it's the only thing that gets him minutes. I know you know, he doesn't pissed. bring anything else to the table. Yeah. Consistently. And yeah. I'm tired of watching it. So like I, I'm I don't miss him. When he's gone, and, or if he's gone, so that doesn't concern me. Because when I okay. think of concern, I think of a guy who I want on the team, but I don't think he's going to be there. Like mm. we felt about, like you said about Devin Kennedy before the season started. You were yeah. like, he's going to end up the odd man out, isn't he? Yeah. He is. <laughs> like my concern is going towards Cole Anthony, because I love Cole Anthony. Yes, you do. I think all the guys on the team love Cole Anthony. Yes, I think all the fans love Cole Anthony. We do. But I'm concerned with what happens with him on defense. His defense is not as good to cover guys that he has to cover. The switching off when he's in there is bad, and they don't do a good job of switching back. He becomes almost a liability on defense, almost the reverse Chuma, right? But he's not producing at a high enough net. He's not producing on the offensive end like Chuma does on D. Yeah, right. So it's like if you're not going to produce at a high level on offense— and yet not be good on defense, it's going to be harder down the road to give you minutes. I'm trying to see, like, next season when I'm assuming we're bringing in either a guard we draft or go get one or two. Yeah. And starting to think about that roster and seeing who's the odd man out. And I'm starting to fear that it could be Cole Anthony. As all these young guys are going to need contracts at the same time, he'll Mm -hmm. be the first to come up. Yeah. And will he get it? Yeah. And I'm concerned because I feel like he needs to bring up those offensive attributes, mm-hmm. which is kind of what made him what he is. He's got that clutch gene. Yes. He's got that dog in him. Do it. Like yeah. bring that to the table. Cause I know he worked a lot on his defense to try to get better about being, you know, with his man and stuff like that. And I, and I respect that, but Hey, we know we saw him with the, sh- the shooting coach over the summer. And I thought I expected to come out and see him gunning mm-hmm. and he hasn't really. And I know he yeah. missed some time, but like, I need to see him producing a lot more on offense and doing some stuff. He had one game there where he played several minutes and I think went 0 for 9. Like we Yeah, it was like his first back though. 
I know, but we, he needs to. Yeah. That's the one I, that, that's I'm most concerned with Cole Anthony because I want him on this team, mm-hmm. maybe more than anybody else. Yes. And yet, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, there's going to be a hard spot for him to fit. And I know who Cole Anthony is. He is not going to accept the deep bench, no, borderline no, 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 DNP, no, no, no. give no. me 10 minutes, RJ Hampton role. No. Nor should I suggest that he get that. But I fear that that could be the next step. Yeah, you're right. If he doesn't continue to build his consistency on the offensive side of the floor, because if he does, and some of the flashes that we've seen, that is a great six-man guy that you want in the second and third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's tough to keep him on the floor at the very end to utilize that clutch gene. Right. Because every possession is so important, sure. and you can't give up that much on the defensive end. He has been really going hard on the defensive end, but just some of the physical attributes, right. unfortunately, make it tougher for him. Well, if we've got a lot of timeouts down the stretch, we can go offense for defense and just some swap the, yeah. him and Chuma back and forth, and then they can <laughs> both go. stay. But at some point, you're going to want one roster guy that can do both, or right. one really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and at least Chuma is playing elite level defense to keep him on the team and with minutes. And right now, I need to see some elite stuff from Cole Anthony in more ways than just being just the best off 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 the court. You know, like, yeah, he's great on on social media. He's great with the guys. Yep. But that I can't enjoy be the strength not of making cinnamon. Yeah, he enjoys not making cinnamon. You want that guy on your team? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't like not making cinnamon, I can't party with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us know. I don't know why I see ladies and gentlemen. There's no ladies watching this. Ladies, hit us up in the comments. Lady, lady and gentlemen, please uh, let us know. Yeah, let us know who you're concerned People about. People of all sexes. Yeah. Check in. <laughs> yeah, any any <laughs> binary convention, whatever, non-binary, whatever you got going on, put it in the comments. Yeah. Dragons. <laughs> Dragons. Yeah, let's go. Get in. <laughs> who are you concerned with? Let's go to the other side of the coin, Peach. The player I'm most encouraged by is blank. The player that everybody is going to want to say is Ball Bull because that's en- encouraging to see his his is that his what output you're gonna say? That but it's not what I'm gonna say. The player okay. I'm most encouraged by is Paulo Bancara. Oh yeah, I know this seems like a slam dunk sesame, but <laughs> no, it's not one. That's Abracadabra. But it really is because, you know, we drafted this guy. We put him out there on the court. I didn't think that he was going to be this nice this 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 quickly. Yeah. And so that, to me, is super encouraging. 20 points I, a game. Yeah, that's... I've said it to you a couple of times. There have been a few games where he has stunk. He didn't play well in that overtime game. I know he scored six points, right. 10 points in overtime, but he didn't do much before then. No, <laughs> he was bad. And of those 20 points he ended up with at the end, I was think it was 20, right? Yep. 14 of them were at the line. So he's getting to the line, which is impressive. He's getting those star calls, which I am encouraged by. Mm-hmm. At some point, when he has better games more consistently, how dangerous is he going to be if he's putting up Ooh. 20 in games where he's not? Ooh. So that's why I am super encouraged by that. Yes. Because I know at some point this team's yes. going to realize, look, this is our guy. Yep. And he may have to score 35, 40 points tonight for us to have a chance to win. But at least we have that guy now. 
and we didn't last year. And as much as we kind of want Franz to be that guy and think he, he could be a 30-game a night, but, mm-hmm. I mean, not I don't think he'd be there regularly. Oh, but but I know Paulo can be. Yeah. So, I mean, I already kind of know what's in Franz's bag. I know he's good for 20, 25, and then every once in a while he may have a game where he goes off. But I know Paulo could get up to that level where he's averaging 30 a game. And so that, to me, even though it seems really easy, that's the most encouraging thing. I mean, he's new. We didn't have him last year. I'm not going to sit different. here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a fantastic answer. Well, who, we, who are you most? We encouraged needed by? a guy, and we got one in Paulo Bangaro. And I'm yep. going with the player I'm most encouraged by is his running mate, Franz Wagner. Okay. I see, you know, a lot of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown happening here in Orlando with Apollo Bangaro and a Franz Wagner. Okay. You know, I, I think some people. Or most people, I think, would say Jason Tatum is the guy in Boston, mm-hmm. but Jalen Brown, a lot of depending on who you talk to, isn't far behind, and he's going to be in the All Star game too this year. Right, and so I think we have that type of situation here. We've got a one, and then maybe like a one A one B type of player in Franz Wagner. Yeah, I think he can get to be a guy that could any given night give you thirty. Mm. Uh, you know, it's not going to be maybe as many thirty point uh, games as Paulo, but. I mean, in his last 10, the guy is averaging 20 points per game, shooting 40% from three. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I had, in, when we watched Eurobasket this year, you just saw everything that he was adding to his bag, how everything mm-hmm. he was working on the step back threes, the little spin dirk fadeaway. You know, obviously, he already had the hooks on either hand now mm. to the glass with a 6'10 guy. I mean, that shot is nearly impossible, especially when he's got momentum to, towards the basket. And he has worked on his handles incredibly we kind of forced it upon him early in the season probably a little bit more than we should have and he took his lumps but the the product of that the result of that is we got a guy that doesn't have to be on ball nearly that much but when he is he's much more capable because now he doesn't have the opposing point guard after him he's got the their three or their four and he can take those guys off the dribble easily i i had a little bit of worry and this is why i'm most encouraged because we saw all that happening in Eurobasket, but man, Magic fans, you know, how many times would we see in international tournaments, World Cup of Basketball, Eurobasket, Evan Fournier going over with the French team, dropping 30 points on people's heads, just looking like a freaking all-star, him and Rudy Gobert dragging the French team to gold medals, to silver medals every freaking year, it seemed like. And we'd be watching this and we say, oh, 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 we've got a a different Evan Fournier coming back this year. He's turned it up. This is a different player. Okay. And then he'd come back and he was the same freaking player. Gotcha. Okay. Just kind of inconsistent, could give you some. But Franz is coming back and he really is, has taken that step that we saw. Mm. It's real. Right. And it's here in the NBA and it's here to stay, and that is encouraging. Yeah, I think a lot of people always talk about a sophomore slump. Right. And instead of a slump, it is an improvement. Exactly. So, and I think part of what helps with that is, you know, Franz played almost every game last year, 79 games. I think mm-hmm. he would have played them all if they would have let him. Yeah. But I think that really helped him because that roster was all over the place last what? year, and he was the only constant. What do you mean, Peach? Like playing NBA games yeah. helps? It helps. <laughs> oh, it helps. People wow. like to joke about how he has almost more time with the Magic than J.I. at I this point. does and maybe now. Yo, that's why everyone knows who he is, and he's playing well. And so I think that's probably why his sophomore slump isn't really coming, because yeah. he played a full season last year. He wouldn't miss any games for injury. There's no – he just he just balls. 
He just is, man. That's <laughs> he just that, is. That's why when they say people are him, it's because yeah. they they just they just do. Yeah. And I love that about him because I'm a doer myself. Mm-hmm. And Franz is like, what? Hey, tape up my hand. I gotta go score buckets. What's going on? Oh, he busted me in the nose. All right, whatever. Let's wipe it off. I gotta score buckets. Jam something up there. Yeah. Something <laughs> happens to him, and 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 he just sort of like, all right, let's go. Oh, refs refs aren't giving me a call. Ha ha ha. Funny. <laughs> off the window. Bucket. What's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just perseveres. So yeah. it's it's a very encouraging thing. I think we yeah. picked. Probably my that would have been can't go wrong second if yeah. it didn't go with Paula, but yeah, I can tell by how much passion you had in that. Well, I love me some France. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Deutschland, we love you. Thank you for your beloved. He made me kid. watch Eurobasket for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Like I've never watched that normally. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I remember watching it when Evan Fournier was in it. So uh, well, you, those are the years that you were away, Peach. Yeah, we. Were, those well, were the dark years. We call those. In the in the summertime, I watched a lot of baseball or did other things. You know, I just didn't. Concerned myself with the doings of Evan Fournier, who, <laughs> who I knew was mid a long time ago. All right, you freaking casual. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right, now we are going on to the Court Cousins Championship, Peach. And the Court Cousins Championship is for that beautiful piece of hardware back there that Peach has. Yeah, oh yeah, you can, metal. you can hear That's that legit. sucker. And we forewent the... Court Cousins Championship last week because it was unnecessary. You swept all four in the prior episode, and therefore I had no chance to come back. Never been done before. Never been done before. You whooped my ass so bad that we just decided not to have a Court Cousins Championship. I needed to regather the pieces of my life and form them back into something that could challenge. And we'll see. I think I have some good wagers. I think I have some good wagers here that maybe will trip you up. I haven't looked at them in about, you know, 24, 48 hours. So when I read them, it's going to be genuine reaction right now to what I put down. (laughs) Okay. We'll see how I like them or hate them now or love them now. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I'm going to lead off here with uh, follow that shot. It's one of the things I, I like to, to yell a lot yes, because you do. we don't do it a lot. And when someone does it, I get real excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just been getting destroyed on the boards a lot. And like okay. just and it's negatively affecting the squad and how things are going. So I want to talk about rebounds in this next series of seven games. Can we out-rebound our opponent? Mm-hmm. I'm going to set the line at 2.5 games. This means we would have to go either three well, three or more, mm-hmm. or two or less. Um, in the next two, in the next seven three. games. Um, I mean, so we need to get three out of the next seven, right? This is tough because it is tough. We're playing the Raptors tonight, and we're playing them twice. We're playing the Celtics twice, and they are the best team in the NBA right now. And the Hawks twice. The Hawks. I don't know if they're going to be with or without Clint Capella and James, John Collins. John Collins, because those guys were nicked up. Okay, that's the that's only thing that's that's a, that's a factor here. That's the only thing that's making me take the over. Oh, because I don't like to be pessimistic, Magic fan, but I want to win that freaking hardware. The Raptors are a very good rebounding team, as are the Celtics, and the Witch Doctor himself, Alprin Shangun, put on a clinic on us last time. Wendell Carter, there's no end in sight, and that's why this makes this wager hard for me. Mm. It's two and a half. <laughs> You're such a. If bastard. I made it any different, wouldn't it be not easy at this point? Like, yeah, if it was three and a half, I'd go under in a second. Exactly. Well, when there was eight games in this, I think it was different. But then, 
We went past the Clippers game. <laughs> and we out-rebounded them. Just barely. But they didn't have anything really down low. Except Moses Brown, who parted the seas on us so many times. <laughs> that guy dude, got on the radar. Ah, shit. I'm sorry, everyone. I've got to go under. He's taking the under. I see some L's in the future. and Forced him into the under. And I don't like it. But, yeah, I, without Wendell, I don't see how we can re- out-rebound the Raptors. I think Wendell's coming back at some point. Well, we the then, then that will be okay. Right. I'm no, liking that, the over. The moment I see Wendell come back, I would have taken the over. If you would tell me Wendell's going to be back for – Five of these seven, four of these seven even, I would take the over. Right, but we don't know, so that's true. Yeah, Good. so that, that's why I went with that. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go to another soft spot of your heart. Moritz Wagner, mm. the dog himself. Yep. The German shepherd, if you will. Oh, yeah. He's averaging 13.3 points in the last three games. He's had 10 points in all the games he's been back. Yep. Will he average ten and a half over this next stretch? Um, no. Look, look at him thinking about it. No. Wow. I, I mean, I think he's scoring these points because he's getting more minutes because Wendell's not there. So you really think Wendell's coming back in this next stretch? I really do. Again, I think this is – I have planners fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is I know I'm not an NBA player, right. but I have this, and I do have jobs where I work on my feet all day. All day, yeah. And you – don't call in sick because of plantar fasciitis. Like you just yeah. do some stretches and you work it out and you get back out there. So well, you don't. You're a tough son of a in, bitch. In huh? my book, I believe that this is them kind of holding him back. That's, probably, yeah, probably. But I would imagine at some point they're going to let him back, and it's got to be during this stretch of games, right? Like, or they got to make up a new injury or something. Like, <laughs> I'm just not buying the this for that long. Okay, so, well, sure, I really do feel like he's coming back. If he comes, it's back, not that uh, Moritz can't do it. Yeah, and I love watching him do it. Oh, but yeah. I'm just kind of like hedging my bets on these seven games and some of the matchups he would have to face. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they're as favorable for Moritz scoring. Okay. So. That, yeah. But, I, I, set, I I tried to lure you into taking the over by setting that line yeah. at where I did, but it didn't work. I don't really – I don't root against our players if I take an under. No. But I do tend to overly root if I take an over. Uh-huh. And I don't feel like sitting around and encouraging Moritz to shoot if he's not open. So, <laughs> not that he can hear me, but just the spirit of the game. I just yeah. don't want to be like Moritz, get in there, demand the ball, come on, call for it, post up. Like I'm just not. I don't want that over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'd rather just look at the score and be like, "What do you get? Eleven? Uh, that's close." <laughs> Give me an eight next game. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, legit, he could have a game where he only scores two points yeah and get over 10 all the other games and it averages out okay so i think he'll have some games that are good in there he could But on the average i'm feeling comfortable with the under well i'm shoot it shoot it demand the ball (laughs) Moritz. let's go now that's you (laughs) yeah that's me now (laughs) all right what do you got for me next peach i can tell you're you're going for one of my sweet spots one of of my soft spots here yes (laughs) i wrote down x markel's the spot (laughs) solve for x Okay, so, so witty. So witty. This man has been doing things. And back when I wrote these notes, when we did this two days ago, I probably would have understood these a little better. <laughs> but let's just get right to the point. <laughs> I've got points and assists. He's got 15.2 since his comeback. Okay. Right? One in the Clippers game. Yeah, we're looking at uh, everything before that. So this that. is like, what, a four-game four set before yeah, that? Not, yep. not many. In the next series of games, 
put his points and assists together, I'm going to set the line at 21.5. I feel like the 15.2 is low. I feel like you feel like it's low. Oh, you're really trying to fuck with me right now. And so I'm putting it pretty high. Yeah, you are. Because I feel like, really, honestly, that's t- that's that's like 10 and 11, right? Or 11 and 10. I mean, it's not not crazy. Right. Especially his shot has looked pretty good. He's capable of scoring 15 points easily. What's the line you said? I'm setting it at 21.5. Oof, that's too high, Peach. He says it's too high. I, I mean... I love Markel, and I think he is going to get better. But in his past five games, he's averaging nine points. When you factor in this Clippers game, mm-hmm. it's nine points and four assists. So I wasn't factoring in the Clippers I know, games. I know it you wasn't were not. a very good game. I know you were not, and you're trying to lure me, and I'm not going to fall into that. I'm going to say under, although I'll be ecstatic if I lose okay. this one. And I hope I do lose it. Yeah, I got to feel like he's still kicking rust off, and this is going to go The assists aren't coming yet. They're not because our team is not shooting fantastically. Right. But I feel like at some point they're going to start to gel enough that if he gets 15 and 6, that wouldn't be bananas. No. So that's why I kind of put it around 21. I thought I put it 20.5. Be... I do feel like that's a little high. Yeah. But I was trying to goad you into taking the over and then comfortably living under this under window. But here we are. Commit or me. I'm fine with it. Consider me ungoaded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. The man that you said you're most encouraged by, Peach, mm-hmm. Paulo Bancaro. He's got seven. He's averaging 17.8 points in his last four, which is struggling for him. Yep. Will he average 20? Yes. Wow. Oh, you want more analysis? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done telling you that even when he has a bad game, he can still get 20. Yes. Um, and I understand that there's a lot of teams that are now focused on him because they realize he's where the scoring happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't like our two matchups for him against the Celtics because yeah. they will have Marcus Smart locking him down. Most yeah. likely. Or Jalen Brown. Or Jalen Brown. You he's pick a them. Good they're, defender. they're good on defense. Yeah. So I'm... Um, but I still feel like with the free throws and the way he runs his game, he can get to 20. And he can get and a 30 I, burger or two in there. I'm totally comfortable sitting and rooting for Paulo Buckets all week. Yeah. Okay. The next all right. Week, good. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up this episode's round of the Court Cousins Championship. Make sure to tune in next week to see how these wagers went and to see our second round of wagers. And then after that, we'll see if that puppy changes hands. It won't. It's very comfortable over here. Oh, you shut your mouth. That's hubris. Pride before the fall. Pride. He mentions the that fall. every time I get excited about winning the championship, like I'm not allowed to celebrate things. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to temper your celebration. Remember the check-in from the beginning yeah. of the show? I do, even though it was two days ago. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. You're great. You're in the exact right place. I love right you place. too. That's the- large end. Yeah. I want to eat. Well, stick around for the large ending. Not just yet, Peach. Oh. We want to encourage everyone, if you're listening this long, you're a diehard. You're probably already subscribed mm. and liked. Thanks for doing that. It, it feeds the Overlord algorithm. And uh, run over to the Patreon. Shout out to our all-stars and second cousins on there. Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Wally Akbar, The Catman, uh, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew Bell, Gloria and Damien, Yadi Connor, and The Polish Wonder. Mm. Yeah, I only do the shit out at the beginning. No, 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 that makes sense. Two shout outs would be obscene. You can't do that. <laughs> you have to be an actual cousin to get yeah. a second shout out. <laughs> All right, now, time for the large ending. Hit the music, Peach. Ah, speaking of music, here we are. Mm-hmm. It's December. Yep. What's uh, what's going on with your favorite Christmas song? You got one? Uh, I see you've already written it in. I, that uh, threw me. <laughs> yeah. 
the, the rapey one is just hilarious where he's like baby it's cold, it's cold outside, outside. Right. and she's like i should go he's like no you won't stay girl you can't go you can't go right. and he just like keeps going and then he gets the mm-hmm. he gets the i enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon wow yeah <laughs> or i say that one or the hawaii one that one's cool okay Sure. How about you? I'm curious. I know, um, question. You know, anything Bing Crosby does is solid. Yes. Uh, also, you know, I'm a big Mariah Carey fan. True. But uh, that song does get a little old after a while. But luckily, I haven't heard a lot of Christmas music this year, which is great. So, okay. I enjoy it. Okay. Well, here we go. Pat Bev, friend of the show. We have another Christmas themed one. He's a friend mm-hmm. of the show. He's been on. He told his kids that he's Santa, that he's the one that gets the gifts. Is this cool or is he the Grinch, Peach? I feel like probably every parent gets that point where you tell your kids you're Santa. Those kids are young. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's keeping it real. Yeah. And honestly, that's who Pat Bev is. Yes. So I'm okay. <laughs> I get the, the Peach thumbs up. Yeah. I like to keep it real too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two on two challenge. Okay. You and I are going to uh-huh. face off. Yeah. On the basketball court. Okay. You get to select one player from the Orlando Magic for your team, okay. and I will let you pick one player for my team. Which way are you going? Oh, so I can <laughs> I can take Paulo Bancaro and I can give you I don't know. Who would I give you? I don't know, but whoever <laughs> he says Houston, maybe? Oh, RJ Hampton. So he thinks that's the worst player on our team. Let's go, Caleb. Let's get him. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> okay. Um, which team that you support, would you like some gear, some more gear for Christmas? This is just me actually asking for gift ideas. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Clever. Um, man, I don't know. I, I I could go any way. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are on a heater. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, probably not Broncos because, man, they tank it. But, uh, so who sent me that meme? Jonah sent me that meme today. Um, yeah. Why don't Americans like soccer? Because if they wanted to see a bunch of guys running around on a field and not score, we watch the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they, they <laughs> should say 11 men because it happens to be the same amount of people on the field for football as it does. Oh, yeah. For that, soccer, it makes that's that a nice. comparison seem a little more. Even, see, this is why it, we pay you the big bucks, Beach. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a chance where I'm going to plug our store. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some of the lovely merch uh-huh. that we have there. Oh yeah. What uh, What's your favorite uh, item from the store? What are you purchasing? Any anything for uh, the holidays? I'm definitely getting those little kind of wine tumbler looking things. Okay. They They have our logo on them. They're not clear, right? Nope. Nope. But I'm gonna put my wine in them when I'm hanging out. Right. And I can drink that. Sure. It also has a top that you can put on it. It does. So when I'm going out. Throw a little whiskey I think in there. That's what maybe, makes it a tumbler. Yeah, maybe before the uh, before the comedy show, right. I'll throw some whiskey in that puppy and I'll be ready to go. All right. Yeah. I thought he was going to go with some ornaments, but all right. We'll oh, see. I do like the ornaments. I like the star one the best, like you, I think. Hey, what do you think is the best thing in there? Go let us know. <laughs> go check it out. Go see. <laughs> let us know in the comments. <laughs> Who's right? Who's not? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, this one, wow. This one was. This happened. This happened already, so it's not as cool, but yeah. you know, I think it's still relevant. Yeah. Mo Bamba is, is back. Do you care? I do care. Oh, okay. We needed more guys to play inside, and before he got hurt, Mo Bamba has been doing okay yeah yeah more big man shit less of me going oh no yeah and more of all right yeah and honestly if you got a scale and i see more of those all rights ah. so, mo's tipping the scale for you in a good way yeah all right awesome yeah we got two mo's doing <laughs> stuff down low i Hell like yeah. it 
that was better than we had just Mo Mo moments ago. We had mm. none of them. Now we got Mo. Mo, you just said that. Okay, well I'm Mo debated to stop the show now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone. I've had a freaking blast on this one, Peach. It's a great show. I hope you enjoyed it. Got some laughs out there. Hubers had my a good friend. time. <laughs> We'll see you around. Come by. Check out the reactions. Come to the live streams. Peace out, everyone. Thanks for coming.